Shalom, welcome to this week's Think Jewish. The title for this week is Valentine's Day, a Singles Holiday. And obviously you always have to connect it with a Torah portion. That's what this is, a partial class, not a Valentine's Day class. And I just want to share as following. The way I was brought up, I guess everyone's brought up differently. The way I was brought up, holidays that have to do with religious themes, i.e. Xmas and stuff like that, Easter. So obviously we stayed away from. Holidays that were like Thanksgiving. And even though Valentine's Day, I think Valentine was a priest, but nevertheless, the concept that he created wasn't, it wasn't the religious notion. He didn't make it as part of religion. It was just caring and stuff like that. And that's why I took the liberty to talk about um, Valentine's Day. So I'm not making it into a, a Jewish holiday. I just want to discuss something that we can learn out of it and something we can connect to this week's uh, Parsha. Parsha Kisisa and uh, what happened What happened with the golden calf. And that's what we're going to talk about. Something happened with the golden calf and that's where this whole thought process came from. So let's talk about Valentine's Day a little bit. Let's talk about Valentine's Day is a day in Hebrew, they call it Yom Ahava. They picked up on it, day of love. And obviously this day of love for singles is kind of a painful day because it once again reminds them that uh, I don't have a Valentine's. You know, it's like, uh, prom night when you don't have a date and you know you say, would you please come with me to the prom so I guess Valentine's Day is kind of the same thing you know what what do you do if you don't have and you then start thinking of my life and lonely and yada 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 and that's what that's what prompted this whole this whole um, class and I'm going to suggest today that a lot of th- reasons why why we have this pain on Valentine's Day if we're not involved or married is because we misunderstand what we're looking for in love. So to understand Valentine's Day, which is in Hebrew, they call the Yom Ahava, the day of love. Let's let's take for a moment the focus on what what is love. What is love? And what I'm going to suggest to you t- today, tonight, is going to be that the reason why many of us don't find the love and the intimacy we're looking for is because. We're looking for something that only spirituality can give us. Let's talk about this for a moment, okay? This is not a uh, rabbi's trick up his sleeve. You want love? Find God. That's not what I'm here to talk to you about. And I want to be also very, very careful in pointing out to you, I have not said the word religion. I have said the word spirituality. They are not one and the same. I would suggest to you tonight that religion is to spirituality as roses, cards, helping out at home is to love. I'm going to repeat that. Exactly why you buy roses and why you help your significant other spouse, that's what that is to love is what religion is to spirituality. And that's why you can sometimes have one without the other. You can have spirituality without religion, and you can have religion without spirituality. And therefore, I focus 
purposefully on spirituality and not on religion. And we need to understand what is spirituality. So I'm going to share with you a little secret. A little secret of mine before we get started. I think it'll just help set this scene. In my office, right behind you, on my desk is a vase. And in that vase, there is a dozen dried roses. For those of you who don't know the secret, my sister taught me, you take roses and you hang them upside down in a dark room. And they will then dry up in a way that you can keep them. I mean, those, desks, uh, those roses on my desk are for there for quite a while. So on my desk, if you walk inside, you'll see there's a dozen yellow roses. Who gave me those roses? No. I'm going to share with you who gave me those roses. I was actually alone with my children for Shabbos. And I did all the cooking. And I prepared the table for Shabbos. And I still had time before carpool. So I just relaxed on the couch, took a couple of minutes, looked at the table, marveled at uh, my masculine talent of cooking and <laughs> setting tables. And I noticed something was missing. And I decided then that I was going to buy myself roses. And that's what I did. On the way home from carpool, I bought myself roses. And that's why I dried those roses. And that's why until this very day, those roses on my desk are my personal most precious Valentine roses ever. With that story in your mind, I want to go back to what we're doing wrong when we look for love. When we look for love, what we're actually looking for is someone else to make me whole. That's what we're crying out for. It's as if without someone else loving me, I'm not validated, I'm not whole, and in today's society, you're also kind of tainted. Who are you going out with? So really what we're looking for in love is for someone else to give me worth, for someone else to make me feel whole. And by the way, in very religious topics, you'll sometimes actually be quoted. Plagufo, half, you're a half a being without your soulmate. That's not true. You're not a half a being. But that's what we look for when we look for love. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? And I want to add on another point here. Just want to throw it into the mix. Deeper than love, we talk about intimacy. And most of us, if we're not that shy, will be professing and how deeply we're looking for intimacy while we're actually racing in the other direction. And we're going to talk about that later. So what I want to share with you today, that Valentine's Day is probably more a single's holiday than it is a married person's holiday. And later we'll talk about that even in the married person, you've got to have the single within you celebrate Valentine's Day. Because if you don't do that, you'll never have Valentine. You'll never have love. Because this notion of looking for someone else to make you whole is impossible. And therefore, I'll go back to the statement I made before. 
Most of us are looking in love for something that love cannot provide. Only spirituality can provide. I'd like to define for a moment spirituality, and then let's go back to why we're bracing and looking for this make me whole type of love. Spirituality, being that I'm separating it from religion tonight, religion is the, like I told you, you buy roses because you're in love, you keep religion because you're in love, and thus we're going to say spirituality is, to use the words tonight, a love affair with God. That's what spirituality is. Spirituality means that I feel loved by God and I am loving God. I want to take it a step deeper because when you start saying these words, it all of a sudden becomes rosy and, you know, we're back to the 60s. No, I'm talking here today, practical. What it means is, in according to the teachings of Hasidus, specifically a specific teaching of the Alter Rebbe who says that loving God is being open to the reflection of God's love to you. I want to say that again. Loving God is being open to a reflection within you of God's love to you. So, what we need to do somewhere and somehow, if we really want to have a Valentine's Day within ourselves, is to allow ourselves to be loved by God. Now, while that seems to be so easy, it's not so easy. It really isn't. It's very easy when you're having a good hair day and the bank account is full and everything is beautiful. But that's not what's called feeling God's love to you. Feeling God's love to you is to be able to have an eternal flame within you. Last week's Torah portion, we spoke about the olive oil that was used to create an eternal flame. An eternal flame means that I always feel loved even though I'm going through a hard time. Now, to be able to feel loved by God, there is a catch-22 here. Because if one believes that they're despicable and not lovable, it's very hard to feel loved by God. And being that we're talking about not God loving me, we're talking about me being open to God's love for me, my feeling despicable is a very big problem. Let's talk about a story that you maybe heard from me before. So along the A1A is driving this older couple, senior citizen, husband, wife, been married for 30 something years, and they come to a red light right there along the beach and pulls up on the side of them a young couple in a convertible. He's driving and she, instead of sitting in the passenger seat, is sitting like in the middle with her head on his shoulder. And she comments, the older woman comments to her husband, hey, remember when we used to sit like that? And without missing a beat, he said, I didn't move my shoulder. So the real question here isn't about asking, does he love me? Does he love me not? Does he love me? Does he love me not? 
And that's why the Alter Rebbe is very clear. The question isn't whether God loves me. The question is whether I can be open to that type of love that God has for me. Because if I'm not open, it doesn't make a difference how much God loves me. I will not be able to feel it. How much less so will I be able to use that love that God has for me to create a mirror reflection which allows me to love God. Because that's how very often love works. Very often love is a reflection of your lover's love to you. And for me to love God, the only way I can love God is by feeling God's love for me. If I don't believe that God loves me and therefore I don't believe that God's going to do good things for me, then how can I love God? So the real question, the real ultimate question to me, at least this year, about Valentine's Day is that the ultimate need that I have for love is not going to be found within human love relationship. Why not? Why am I telling you that it can only be through spirituality, through having a love affair with God? Why? Many people, atheists, have great love affairs with their spouse. Why do you need to have spirituality? Just because I'm a rabbi, I have to say that? No. I'm going to share with you why. This is what most of us do when we look for love. What we're actually dealing with is a huge emotional black hole in the center of our being. And that is the only reason why I would believe that I'm not whole until I find my mate. Because there's a black hole that swallows up everything. So therefore, everything I am is not enough for me to love myself. Because there's just this huge emotional black hole. We'll leave the why if you want for the Q&A. But for right now, I just want to do the mathematical equation. If I'm asking you to make me whole, it's because I don't feel whole. The only way that a human being created by God with everything in him, including the image and likeness of God, can feel not whole is if they have an emotional black hole in the center of their being. Now understand what we're doing then. So I'm asking another human to become the stopper plunger at the bottom of my black hole tub. No human wants to and no human can. There is no person in the world who will try to love you that can take that position that I will become that plunger stopper at the bottom of your black hole, emotional black hole tub so that you will no more feel incomplete. So that you can experience wholeness. That's just impossible. The only way, the only way to be able to feel whole, that wholesomeness, 
and get rid of that emotional black hole is by turning to spirituality, to God, your creator. When you start realizing your love affair with God, who created you, who knows you, who knows your darkest secrets, who knows what he placed into you, who has told you that I have made you in my image and likeness. And you can be open to that God loving you. Then you experience and wholesomeness. We're on the same page. Therefore, I was sharing today in a title that when Valentine's Day means that you have a guy or a woman to go ahead and hold a hand and feel proud and walk around with a rose and for him to get you a card and to take you out to eat and the whole world sees that you went out on Valentine's Day with a significant other and that's what makes you whole. That's not Valentine's Day, that's not love, and that's not real. And that's why, ultimately speaking, Valentine's Day is a singles holiday. Because the only person who can make you feel whole is yourself. And the only way you can do that is through spirituality. The only way that a person will ever feel whole is if they can look into the eyes of God and open themselves up for that love that God has for them as they are and allow that to completely permeate your heart and create a reflection love for God. If we can't do that, then we will be going through relationships like we go through tissue boxes. Because eventually, whoever is in our life is going to get very tired of being the plunger stopper at the bottom of your black hole tub, and you're going to be tired of having them there. That's not a relationship. It doesn't work. So much more so, that it would be the worst idea to get into a relationship before you've dealt with your emotional black hole. And to deal with your emotional black hole, you're going to have to turn to yourself. And the only tool for that is spirituality. Spirituality does not mean take out a book of Tehillim and start saying Tehillim every day, even though that's a beautiful thing to do. But that's not what we're talking about now. Because very, very many a times, Jews have said, to heal him with a venomous anger at God. Feeling that God doesn't love me, always me, my life is falling apart, how can you do this to me? That's not spirituality. That's faith. I believe everything's from God. Which begs for another little detail in my notes. How do you know if you turn to God, you're going to find a lover? How do you know? How do we know that? Is there anyone in here that can raise their hand and say that they are holy, saintly, 
righteous, pious? Haven't we all been told? And if you will sin, the rod of anger and the wrath. And who says I'm going to find a lover when I turn to God? Maybe being lonely is the better option. The answer to that is, unless you have someone else's dysfunctional image of God, then God is a lover. Because this whole image that we have of the raging, angry God who doesn't understand us is a dysfunctional image that was placed upon us by dysfunctional primary caretakers who meant well. Let me give you an example. You know, I'm not going to say the situation in which it happened to me, but I come across a girl whose first name is Jewish and last name is Italian. But having spent two years in Latin countries, you find out that in Latin countries, biblical names are very, very normal. So who knows? And the question came up, are you Jewish? Well, I'm half Jewish. My mother's Jewish. My father's not Jewish. Oh, do you know that means you're totally Jewish? Yeah, I know that the Jews consider me totally Jewish, but I'm half Jewish. And then I ask myself, does God love this girl? Does God love this girl? This girl doesn't even accept that she's Jewish, so she's obviously not keeping any Torah mitzvahs. She may very well be going to church on Christmas with her dad and not to shul with her mom on Yom Kippur. So according to what our primary caretakers told us, isn't this girl doomed for hell? Can you believe that? You understand that we don't even have a picture of what God really wants from us? You understand that if God wanted each and every one of us to keep kosher, he would have given us all to be born in religious homes? Do you understand that we don't all have the same start line, so how can you expect from us all the same finish line? Are we really here to judge each other? Are we really here to decide who God hates and who God loves? Let's talk about ourselves. Because most of the times, if you definitely, if you're brought up in Chabad, you know how to love another person, regardless of what he or she has done wrong. But we're not that good when it comes to loving ourselves. Because we really don't understand that God understands what he put us through. God understands the challenges he gave us. God understands how difficult it is for us to deal with our specific challenges. And because these challenges are so in our face, we judge ourselves entirely by this one challenge. So no matter what you or I may have done right in our life, we decided that we are unlovable and definitely in the eyes of our pure and holy God, we are unlovable. 
And therefore, how can I turn to God and find a lover? How can I celebrate Valentine's God with the Valentine's that with God? And everything I'm telling you today is that without loving yourself, you don't have a Valentine's Day. I don't care how many people tell you they love you and how many people are going to buy you cards and roses and take you out for dinner. And the only way to love yourself and fix that black hole is through spirituality. And spirituality means I'm having a love affair with God. And it's kind of hard to have a love affair with a God who's got a pitchfork and just can't wait to roast me in hell. So understanding that I can't tell God whether he could or can't love me. And I don't understand why God puts each and every one of us in such different situations. Some of us are stuck judging others. Some of us are stuck judging ourselves. And the bottom line is that we don't have a Valentine's Day. Not only that, we're afraid. We're actually afraid to turn to God on Valentine's Day and ask him, will you be my lover? Because it won't work. We're too afraid. So when I talk about Valentine's Day being a singles person, a singles holiday, it's because we don't have the noise in our head of hiding behind, oh, <laughs> he loves me, he texts me, he bought me flowers. We're stuck with the man or woman in the mirror. And I'm sharing with you, that's why Valentine's Day is a singles holiday, because they have to face the real question. Am I loved? Am I capable of loving? And he or she who is not loved is incapable of loving. And here begins the real, the real search. So I want to go back to the question. Who says that when I turn to God, I'm going to find a lover? And my answer to you is, if you don't, you have a dysfunctional picture of God. And it's not your fault. And it's not even the fault of the people who told you that because they thought they're going to teach you right from wrong that way. But it's dysfunctional. If you want to celebrate Valentine's Day, it's time to get rid of that picture of God. It's really time to turn to God who loves you. You know, so often on high holidays, I mention this notion. We all think that we're coming to high holidays to put on our best plea bargain to convince God to say yes. Do you know why we do that? Because we probably had primary caretakers that made us do that. And sometimes very often told us no. So we don't know what it means that the primary caretaker, <coughs> i.e. God, he's saying yes to everything that's to our benefit. They have a very interesting joke, and it took me years to understand this. It was told to me by a, secu <coughs> excuse me, a secular Israeli. He told me this joke 
that this religious Jew would pray three times a day and all he would pray is, God, please, I have 13 kids. I can't afford tuition. I can't afford car. I can't afford nothing. Please, God, I need to win the lottery. So the angels one time spoke, told to God, God, <laughs> he's a good man. Everything you ask, he does. He goes to shul three times a day. He prays. He's kind. He's <laughs> mitzvahs galore. Why don't you give him what he wants? And the guy tells me, God told the angels, tell him to stop nudging so much. And I never understood that joke. Because a secular Israeli answered it to me when I asked him if he wants to put on film today. <laughs> I said, I don't nudge God too much. <laughs> but if I heard the joke, I was meant to hear it for a different reason. What's the only reason that we would nudge God? Is because we think he's going to say no, and we want him to say yes. That's why children nudge parents. But Tati, but please, but please, Tati. That's what nudging is all about. Nudging means I don't feel that my higher power is my lover. When you're in an absolute, in, when you're in an absolute love relationship, you don't nudge each other. You trust each other. The answer is yes, honey. And if the answer is no, then obviously. That's what the answer had to be, because if not, he or she would have said yes to me. And that's how I understand that joke today. Stop nudging me. What it really means is, start trusting me. When will you trust that I love you? I absolutely love you. And these two, these two are such a, a vicious play off each other. Because if I don't love myself, how can I ever believe someone loves me? But if I don't accept that God loves me, I don't have the foundation on which to build love for myself. All in the name of honesty and integrity. Valentine's Day. Let me give you some homework. Valentine's Day. Number one. Go out and buy yourself some roses. Even if you're married. Go out and buy yourself some roses. Just that simple. And don't follow no one else's color code. Red is for love and yellow is for forgiveness and black is the mafia. Whatever you cover you like, buy yourself a dozen roses. And when you buy yourself that dozen roses, you're buying it to yourself and you're putting it in a vase to show yourself that you are loved. No one else can make you whole by loving you and no one else can break you by not loving you because you know for yourself that you are loved. Period. End of story. How do you know you're loved? This is the second part of the homework. Ready? I want you to buy a Valentine's card for God. And I don't want you to write in the card how much you love God. I want you to write into the card thanking God for how much He loves you. Guys, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>